Welcome back to The John Morris Show, a podcast for freelancers, web developers, and online business owners navigating the chaotic world of technology and online business. If you're new to the show, be sure to visit johnmorrisshow.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, and TuneIn, and find past episodes of the show. And last but not least, as a podcast listener, you can get free access to my entire curriculum of freelancing and web development courses with the exclusive two-month free trial of Skillshare that I can give you. All the details on how to get that are at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Now, let's get to the show. The John Morris Show. Hey, John here. Welcome back to the show. So this episode, I wanted to talk about how to develop a habit of lifetime learning. I, again, was sort of over perusing Dev.2 and came across this post from Mirza where he had expressed some fears about getting burnt out when it comes to web development and learning and that sort of thing and, and had some questions around how to develop sort of a habit and stamina for lifetime learning because obviously that's with our industry. You know, everything is constantly changing and there's always something new coming out and old things becoming obsolete and so forth. And if you don't embrace and develop a habit of constantly learning and growing, it's very, very easy to get left behind. That's happened to me once in my career and uh, it's not a fun thing to go through. And, you know, when you're first getting started and you sort of come across this realization, you can kind of start to wonder, well, what's the point of even starting if I'm just going to get ghosted uh, in a year or two? And, you know, you may have heard the horror stories of developers who've got burnout in, you know, three to five years, something like that. That's one of the things that Mirza sort of mentions is hearing those stories and scared that it's going to happen to you and that technology will pass you by and that it may even cost you your career. And so what I want to share with you in this episode is how to develop that habit of lifetime learning so that doesn't happen to you. And primarily... I want you to I want to show you how to nurture that habit without forcing yourself to do a bunch of things that you hate doing or always having to exert enormous amounts of discipline or persistence because I always try to be realistic in in the fact that you only have so much willpower, you only have so much persistence, you only have you know so much discipline that you can exert and you have all these different areas of your life that you need to exert those things in order to get what you want out of life, learning should not be one of them. And that, if there's one thing that you take away from this or maybe write down as a result of this episode is that learning should be fun. And I know that's sort of cliche, but it really should be. And as long as I've done this, almost 15 years now, uh, that still is 100% true through all of the things that I've gone through. When, if learning's not fun, something's not right. So I, I, again, I want to show you that and then also just give you a little bit of peace of mind about how maybe it's not as such uh, uh, it's not as much of a high pressure situation as you might think it is. So that's what I want you to get from this episode. And so I'm going to dive into some of the questions that Mirza asked and sort of, of answer those uh, here for you. So his main question is, how can one maintain a, maintain a habit of constant learning for a lifetime, for a lifetime? And so I'll just share with you my experience. And for me, it's really been about a willingness to adapt to my changing interests and desires. 
So as I, uh, you know, every as I've gone through my career and so forth, and I've lost interest in that thing and gained more interest in that thing, being willing, just willing, to sort of go with the flow and, and see where it takes me. If if you're for, try, if you try forcing yourself to learn things because you think you should or you've been told you should, that never really lasts very long, and it, that is what is going to lead you. To getting burned out so being willing to adapt and change as your interests change because they will uh, there's not a developer out there that I've met that hasn't had what the reason why they initially got in that it hasn't changed they haven't grown other interests or their interests change it's going to happen trying to fight that uh, is a losing battle so just being willing to to adapt to it so for example when I first started out I was really into PHP and sort of heavy programming, uh, writing WordPress plugins, writing my own sort of scripts from scratch. I wrote a CMS. I wrote an e-commerce uh, platform, etc. Like I was really heavy into PHP coding and programming. And after I did lots and lots of coding in that area, I kind of had it figured out. I'd kind of been there, done that, and I found myself sort of getting more interested in design. And so I sort of dove into design Learned a little bit and found that I just didn't really have a deep interest to sort of master that. And it, my my interest sort of started becoming more about blogging and marketing and the business side of things. And that's always sort of been there for me. But I found myself now in relation to web development being interested more and more in those things and teaching and so forth. And so I've sort of just kind of gone all over the place a little bit. And one of the things that I've done a lot of things wrong but one of the things that I did right through all of that is I just sort of allowed myself to go with where my natural interests were taking me, where my natural desires were taking me. And I never really tried to force myself to learn something because somebody said I should or because I thought I should. Um, and in fact, any time that I ever really tried that, it never worked. So I sort of just kind of gave up on trying to force myself to learn things because I knew it was a, a losing battle. And the more I just sort of went with the flow and so forth, things have worked themselves out. And that, that's sort of how it, it, it tends to go. And as I said earlier, if, you know, learning should be fun. If it's not, something is wrong. If, if you're really having to force yourself to learn something and you need stamina and discipline and persistence, like that's a sign that, that something's not right. And you should take a step back and really be honest with yourself about what it is that you're interested in and what it is that you want to learn at that time, you'll probably find that there's something else that is a higher priority than what you're trying to to, to learn at that given moment. And oftentimes what will happen is that thing that's sort of at the, that is really sort of what you want to learn, you'll learn that. And then the other thing that you were trying to force yourself how to learn, suddenly now because you've got that other thing out of the way, now suddenly I've had this happen uh, a number of times, that thing now becomes more interesting to me. But I couldn't really be interested in it because I had something else that was was weighing on my mind. So again, you just you have to be willing to, to let yourself uh, sort of follow your natural interest and follow the path that you're going to kind of take yourself on a little bit. All right, so the next question you had was, what sort of strategies have you adapted for learning new stuff? So there's sort of there, there's there's two things that I really focus on when it comes to learning and really uh, when it comes to teaching as well. So the first one is what I call concepts, skills, implementation. 
And so I kind of got the basic gist of this in the army, but the idea is is really the first thing that you want to learn is the the overall concepts and the ideas behind something, really whatever it is. So if you're sitting down to learn PHP programming, the first things you really want to understand is sort of programming concepts and principles first, at least at a, a fundamental level. You don't have to be like a super master of these things, but you want to have some idea, or maybe it's just in general how the web works and understanding a web server and how PHP and MySQL fit into a web server and a browser and, and requests and that sort of thing. You need sort of a big picture view. You need context ultimately because you can learn a lot of skills, but if you don't have the context for how those skills need to be implemented, how they play in sort of the bigger picture, it's really, really easy to get lost. So really the first thing you want to focus on is concepts. Once you have some basic concepts, then you can get into sort of individual skills. Again, let's say PHP, you know, how to process a form or, you know, how to interact with a MySQL database, et cetera, et cetera, whatever those skills are. When you learn the concepts, it gives you a better idea of, it allows you to identify what the skills are that you feel like you need to learn. And so then you can dive into those. Then from there, it's, it's sort of implementation, actually taking this and implementing it in, into an overall program or into something uh, live. And like I said, I learned this in the army. They have a, they sort of have a, a, a system for doing this. I was both trained uh, in this system and then also, as when I became a, an instructor later on in the Army, I was actually taught how to do this system. And it always started off with, with teaching sort of broad concepts and doing whiteboards and, and pictures and, and that sort of thing, getting the concepts down before you ever went outside and was like, okay, now let's practice how to you know, do a convoy and how to get out of our vehicles and et cetera, et cetera. So and then the last thing that you did was sort of a practical exercise where it was like, OK, it's it's quote unquote live. You just got to do it uh, on the fly. And that's sort of how you know, the, the U.S. Army is one of the largest organizations on the planet. Think of it what you will. But that's how they they teach and train. And I've sort of taken that from them and both how I learn and how I teach. The second one then is uh, a phrase you probably heard before, but in a negative way. But I call it ready, fire, aim. And what I mean by that is I tend to start using something first and then seek out tutorials and documentation later when I get stuck or I can't figure something out. And I find the advantage of that approach being I only, I only take the tutorials that I absolutely need to when I absolutely need to. So I don't, it, it sort of keeps me from getting caught in tutorial hell and I'm not, what you ultimately want to do with, with things when you're, when you're learning them is actually use the thing. And so that's just what I do first, and I try and figure it out on my own. And and a lot of things I can figure out, and that's a, a much more a much more fun way to learn. And then when you get stuck and it's getting to the point where this isn't fun anymore, okay, let me go check out the tutorial uh, and figure out how to do this. So I call that ready, fire, aim. That's sort of the approach that I, I take to learning. All right, the third and final question here was then how do you develop a sustaining stamina? So you will probably have guessed my answer to this at this point, and that is I don't. If it's requiring discipline and stamina and persistence and all those words, I take that as a sign that I'm not really interested in this thing. Because when I'm really into something and I really want to learn it and I'm really interested in it, I never need those things to learn. And I've found that throughout my entire life that whenever I'm really into something, those things are not necessary. And whenever they start becoming necessary, 
It's because I'm not really into that thing anymore. So uh, I don't. I don't focus on that. I don't worry about it. If you follow your interests and allow yourself to do that, I, uh, I don't think you'll ever need these things. The one thing that I will say with this is that you do need to really think about your life uh, to allow yourself the freedom to pursue what you love and enjoy. So again, I'll just use my my own example. My wife and I, uh, just about right out a year ago now, we were we had sort of your kind of American dream uh, life. I would say you know we had a two thousand square foot house in Omaha, Nebraska. It was literally like a block from my kids' school. It was a really good neighborhood you know, all that job, all that sort of thing. Like it was what you would imagine. And we uh, both absolutely hated it. <laughs> and it just wasn't sort of our, our way of, of living and so forth. And so we sold our house we moved down to Missouri. Uh, we helped pay off some land uh, so that we can own this land. And then uh, we built ourselves a tiny house completely on cash, like no loan or anything like that so that we owned the house um, and that's what we've been doing for about the last year and about have it, uh, uh, done here, but we changed our entire lifestyle because we, we wanted, like we had what was supposed to be the American dream and what we were supposed to want and we didn't want it. And in fact, what I, what makes me happy is not having a big house and not having all this stuff. It's being able to do this on a daily basis, being able to teach and teach what I want to teach and not have all this pressure of you got to make all this money and so forth, etc. So again, we we changed our life so that we could do what what made us happy. And in my opinion, that sort of is the key to happiness is doing what you enjoy doing, being able to pursue the things that you want to pursue interest wise. And it's not really about money. I mean, don't get me wrong. We do well financially, but it's just, it, that's not our primary goal. That's not what I think about most that has really become a side effect. So again, being willing to allow yourself to to build your life in a way that gives you that that sort of freedom so you don't have all this pressure and that's what puts you in the sort of the, the situation of should and I have to and that sort of thing. It, it oftentimes is the way that you've sort of built your lifestyle. Now, one caveat I'll make on all of this is I don't think this is a, as big of a deal as you might think if you're worried about this because while technologies come and go and change and so forth, they tend to stick around for a long time as well. I mean, COBOL's sort of the the prime example of this. I think it was developed in the 60s or 70s. It's a really old, hard-to-use, obscure language, but it's still used today in uh, monetary like payment systems and there are still people out there that, that get work as COBOL programmers. There are still companies out there hiring COBOL programmers. And, and no, it's not hundreds and hundreds of thousands of jobs out there, but it's also not hundreds and hundreds of thousands or millions of people that know how to do that. So the point is, is that these technologies tend to stick around for a long time. And if you're one of those people that sort of sticks to something and you get really good at it, there's probably going to be work for you for a long time. So what I'm getting at is that while it may seem like you need to learn every new thing that comes out, you really don't. And I think this is maybe more what happens a little bit with developers who've done this for a long, a long time is it's about reaching that realization and like sort of letting go of this pressure that you feel to, to learn every new thing and kind of being like, eh, we'll see. 
which is sort of my approach to, to all this now. Like, I think it's that realization more than it is burnout. Like, we can come across like we're jaded, which may seem like we're burned out, but that's not really what it is. It's more just skepticism about if this brand new thing really is going to be the new thing for the web forever, you know? Like, we're, we've seen enough at this point. It's We're a little skeptical. So, again, I just don't think it's as big of a deal uh, as you might think. I Again, still, it's important that you develop a habit of lifetime learning, but learning absolutely every new thing I don't think is as big a deal as you think it might be. All right, so in terms of implementation of, of okay, how do we take all of this information and how do we actually implement it and, and, and take some action with this? So I think the very first thing, and this is something I, I've harped on and will continue to harp on, is making sure that you have constant accesses to resources. So whatever you choose, you know, Udemy, Skillshare, YouTube, whatever, a place where you know or a, a series of places where you know you can always find what you're going to need and it's not some big cost or hurdle for you to get access to uh, what you need when you need it. You know, so if you're on Udemy, you know, you know that when something new comes out, it's not it's going to be pretty quickly that there's going to be a course that comes out and it's going to be a decent course. And I'm not going to have to pay you know, a thousand or ten thousand uh, dollars in order to get access to that course. Or it's YouTube and you're willing to troll through searching and the filtering the good and the bad and all that. Um, or it's Skillshare where it's a monthly thing kind of like Netflix and you have constant access. Whatever it is, having some sort of resource uh, that you can rely on and then as you do better in your career and you're making money and so forth, upping right, upping the value of that resource or the quality of that resource. So moving beyond YouTube to, to something that uh, you don't have to do as much filtering and so forth and you can just get access to exactly what you need when you need it. Like that is really, really important for developing this habit of lifetime uh, learning because a lot of times what can be most frustrating is finding those resources, getting access to those resources, having the money for those resources, etc. So really thinking about that and nailing that down, I think it's the first big step. Next, it's really just about asking yourself and being honest, like what are you most interested in right now? And, and getting rid of the word should, right? And it's not what you should learn, what do you want to learn? What are you excited to learn? And it could be something totally off the wall, but it, and it could be completely unrelated to, to what you do as a developer or your career. But the thing is, it's like I said earlier, a lot of times you have to get rid of that before you can move on to the stuff that's maybe more pertinent to what you do. And if you don't do that thing, it's just going to eat away at you and make learning all this other stuff harder. So just what is it that I'm most interested in learning right now? And, like you know, one thing, three things, five things, whatever, whatever it is, just sort of writing those down and getting clear on those, finding clarity on your current interests right now. And then the third thing is to attack those things and not put it on any any restrictions like, you know, you have to learn all there is to ever know about this or be the super master ninja at it or you need to finish this course or that course. Not putting any sort of those stipulations on it. Just learning as much as you want about a particular topic as fast as you can until you reach a point where it starts to feel like a chore. That's when you know you're losing interest and that's when you stop. You take a little break, a couple days, a week, whatever it is from learning, and then you come back sort of refreshed and you start back with step two again. What am I most interested in right now? And it may be something completely different from what you were just doing. But again, you have to allow yourself to be willing to do that. So that's sort of how I, I approach it and, and 
you know, how I, uh, you know, what my, my sort of steps for implementing that are. Now, as I often say, this is sort of something that I've been at for a long time. I've been a developer for over 15 years. I've, you know, worked on all sorts of different sites and learned all sorts of different things. Started out, like I said, started out heavy in PHP programming and WordPress and marketing and freelancing and got into design and so forth um, and just sort of went all over the place. And as I mentioned before, one of the things that's really important is constant access to resources and having something where you can always find uh, what you need. And so that's one of the reasons why I took and put all my courses over on Skillshare, and that's one of the reasons why that's pretty much what I, when anybody asks me about learning or so forth, that's what I, I tell them to use because it's sort of like the Netflix for learning. It's uh, You pay a small monthly fee, uh, like 15 bucks is what it is, and you get access to over 28,000 courses. And any time that I've ever needed to, oh, I have, I want to learn this or I want to learn that, I've always been able to find a quality course over there that will help me be able to to learn that skill and, and do what I want. And I don't have to worry about, you know, you don't have that pressure of, oh, if I buy this and I hate it and et cetera, sort of like you do with Udemy, even though it's only sometimes only 10 bucks or 20 bucks, there's still sort of that thing of like, I, I gotta, I have to actually physically pay for it. What's nice about Skillshare is, you get access to everything. So if you want to try a course, there's no real risk. You just try it. If you don't like it, you go on to the next one and the next one and the next one until you find one you like. And so uh, it makes it really, really simple to to stay in that habit of lifetime learning. Anyway, as a teacher over there, I can give you an exclusive two-month free trial so you can test it out for yourself. Now, as I said in the last episode, you know, if if you're someone that, that really... You're, you're, I know there's people out there that just sort of want to take advantage of the free trial and you could do what you want, but this is really more, it's less about Skillshare and, and that trial and so forth. It's more about you and your commitment to your lifelong learning. So my recommendation is if you're not, if you're really not serious about that, it's not something that you want to give a good evaluation to, then it's sort of a waste of time. Um, but if you're someone who really does want to commit to this habit of lifetime learning, uh, and you want to have access to the resources you need to do that, then uh, the two-month free trial will allow you to see if Skillshare uh, is right for you in that regard. So again, as a teacher, I can give you exclusive two-month free trial. Just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. That will give you all the information about the, the free trial. It'll tell you sort of what courses of mine are in there that you can take. Um, and then, like I said, you get access to the full site, 28,000-plus courses. So Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Appreciate you listening. If you liked the episode, be sure to like it, subscribe if you haven't, and we'll talk to you next time. The John Morris Show.